Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I've got a small crew with me. I have Ash. Hey there. And we've got Timeless Todd. Hello. And that's it. Everyone else has deserted us. We did uh, We did have Spence that was going to be calling in, but we did just get a grass fire call and uh, now he's all tuckered out so he's going home to go to bed. <laughs> Poor Light. fella, he's all tuckered out. Lightweight. Poor guy. <laughs> it, it was, was so big and he just banged himself out there. We were, we were literally just sat here discussing uh, the, the episode and just kind of what we were going to talk about. And then we're kind of complaining, or Ash started complaining. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, fun. I like looked at Doug. I'm like, man, so like we used to get like fire calls here, eh? He's like, yeah, same here. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, we have to do something about that. I guess that's us. It's been so long, I forget what to do. I forgot what that sound does. Yeah. yeah. Is something happening? <laughs> so we, uh, we just got back, so we're recording a little bit late, um, which is why this episode is late. Well, Apologize for that. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, tonight, Todd's actually going to do the news for us. Todd, what you got for us? Well, I saw today that there is a uh, uh, structure fire down in the lower mainland, and it sounded like it was quite challenging, and this house was actually uh, plastic-wrapped for some renovations or something, and the fire guys there, they had a hell of a time trying to put it out. Um, it was that thick, uh, white shrink wrap uh, plastic around it, and they literally just had small holes in it where their hose streams were springing into it, um, as far as what the cameras saw, anyways. And just I started thinking, man, you know that would be very challenging because now, depending on what your apparatus is, uh, like they're using a ladder on the one, uh, shooting up into the second story. But how are you going to get up there with with a, a knife to cut it open? Like you're mm-hmm. pretty limited. So interesting and challenging. I wonder, I wonder how they actually fought it. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they did after the fight. Mm-hmm. Now they actually managed to dice it. Didn't you say there was like there was there occupants as well? No, they believe there were some drywallers in there prior to it. Um, right. It's starting. Always, mm. bl- always blaming the drywall. <laughs> yeah, those guys get a bad rap. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. Um, That's crazy. Don't plastic bag your house, I guess, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then cause fires in it. Seems silly. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around that, like gaining access to that. You know, like mm-hmm. we can break glass, we can, you know, breaking plastic. Yeah, breaking plastic, a little box cutter. <laughs> like, I know, right? Like you can yeah. poke a little small hole in it, but the idea of this stuff is that it's going to be like pretty stretchy, maybe pliable. I don't know the word, but yeah, it's going to be difficult to puncture because it's supposed to hold things together. Um, it's pretty strong stuff too. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Like it'll take some heat. Yeah. So unless the fire was directly next to it, I mean, it's going to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that fire would actually cause it to like suction into itself. Maybe. <laughs> right? it's like Starving for options. Right? <laughs> it's just gonna get tighter, right? Just shrink the, the, the video was pretty cool. There's a lot of smoke coming out of it. Yeah. So it was rocking pretty good. Mm. I wonder if, because uh, with that, then it would be a it would be a nightmare for introducing oxygen. Right? The ventilation like, would be it'd be a, nuts, it'd be a yeah. nightmare because you you like it's surrounded by a curtain so one you don't know where the fire mm-hmm. is to start yeah and then two as soon as you start cutting holes maybe all of the windows on that building are now open yeah right? who knows? Like, yeah where, who knows even where you're cutting could be, could be very challenging <laughs> straight to the yeah. roof boys. straight to the roof yeah and now <laughs> what what if you have an entrance point in the front door area where the workers were going in mm-hmm. and we use that what do you have for exits when you start talking about rid what if something goes south yeah, you got to bail out a window that's covered in plastic, plastic wrap a foot away from it now. Try to, what? Yeah, try to do a ladder bail and bounce back in. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Or it, it starts burning through, burns some of that stuff off, and then covers your entry point again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be pretty interesting. I don't know if I'd it would be tough to ventilate because now is some of it melting out, and now it's introduced a whole another mm-hmm. flow path, right? Yeah. yeah, crazy. Interesting one. Mm-hmm. Plastic bag house. <laughs> Um, shout outs. Ash, do we have anything today for shout outs? 
I think, like always, we uh, talk about Chief Miller. Uh, he is on board with us. Uh, we love the Miller there. He uh, likes and shares all of our content. Uh, if you want to check him out, you should, because he shares a ton of firefighter information. Uh, it's Facebook, Chief Miller. Uh, Instagram is Chief underscore Miller underscore. Uh, I know he's on Twitter. He's on Snapchat. This guy is everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I, I don't understand. Like, I follow him, obviously, and I watch what he does. He's flying places. He's retweeting. He's got to have, like, a, a little Chief Miller team, man. I don't I don't get it. But Close. he is he's busy. Oh, yeah, like, small little mini Millers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, get on board. Mini Miller. <laughs> mini Miller. <laughs> <laughs> One million structure fires. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so. This is a shout out, <laughs> Chief Miller. Yeah, we, but uh, yeah, follow him for sure because there's a ton of good content that he's sharing from you know guys like ourselves. He's got Chief Miller Media uh, on Instagram. I don't know if he's on the Facebooks with Chief Miller Media, but uh, there's a ton of people doing the same thing that we are. So. Um, we're kind of like Joe Rogan, you know. If you like podcasts, you should follow everybody's. Every, everybody should have a podcast. Just don't forget about us, right? <laughs> uh, RZ masks. We're continuing the test with that. Uh, if tonight was any bigger, I was excited. I'm like, yeah, baby. Yep. And then uh, we get out there. It was like, yeah, twenty by twenty, thirty by thirty fire. It was pretty small. Uh, so I was like, well, this is out before it started. Uh, but RZ mask. Uh, we got some testing going on with those guys. Uh, doing really good there. Uh, Modus Fire Rescue. Uh, we have a review and video coming up on that stuff. We got their snagger tool, and then we're mere days away. By the time this rolls out, it's almost going to be release date time for some new product. Uh, so we've been lucky to be able to uh, practice with that a bit, get get some hours on it, and we're going to have a review for that coming up as well. Sweet. Yeah. Who else are we? Uh, I am responding. We want to give them a quick shout out because those guys. Uh, um, uh, we're kind of working together with them. Uh, we should probably uh, yeah give give them some love. Yeah. Yeah. What else? I th- I think that's uh. It's cool. Ca- man. Capping off the shoutouts. Yeah. yeah. I just uh, one more I guess for mm. we've had a lot of people recently reaching out to us and uh, kind of just saying hello and good job and yeah. and just some asking us questions and mm-hmm. you know just touching. But then we got some regular people. Some some of our you know. Um, people that constantly kind of reach out and say hello and stuff and yeah which we love you know we love to hear from the regulars (laughs) we love to see the interaction on our facebook on our instagram uh reach out say say something shoot us a message we've been chatting back and forth with a lot of people um you know we're just a bunch of guys that want to talk fire and basically anything else so (laughs) comes down to you know like hey what do you use to shave <laughs> uh, and that was one of the questions from, was. from a listener, right? Was. You know, it's a, a newer firefighter and saying, like, man, like, there's so many products out there. What do you guys use? Like, how do you keep such such close shave? And, a Kershaw knife. Yeah. <laughs> As I look across the room tonight, I think I'm the one that's shit in the bed. On this. <laughs> oh, I had some serious gray hairs come out here. I didn't shave for the past four days, so mm. I had to trim her up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I look like a bum, not a firefighter. So, <laughs> you know, true, true that up. But, uh, yeah, so any sort of question, any sort of comments, guys, good or bad, don't uh, hesitate to say something, yeah. even if you see something that you don't like. I know uh, I don't mind sh- shouting this out either. We had somebody that uh, had a negative comment on, on one of our uh, posts. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was just a quick oversight of ours as we were shooting it. Sadly, sometimes when you're rushing content out to you guys, we do miss something. So don't hesitate to say uh, some constructive criticism, guys. I mean, we're all human. and uh, We definitely don't want to put the wrong Im- information out there. So uh, any sort of questions, comments, concerns, mm-hmm. shout them out. I got cornered uh, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. at our uh, charity dinner and dance we had. Um, somebody came up to me she was looking at me funny. I couldn't look back. She goes, are you timeless, Todd? <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's like, I love the podcast. And she's going off about it. Shout out to Krista. <laughs> yeah. 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 Near right yeah right. She was yeah. awesome. But totally yeah. floored me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. That's <laughs> awesome. She snuck up on me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. First of all, you're famous. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's best to, like, if you do see something, like we always say, if you see something, say something. And if you feel like we're wrong, tell us. You know, mm-hmm. right. At the end of the day, we do not ever pretend to be experts. What we 
do say we are is people that do these things that we say we do and they work for us mm. and maybe they don't work for you and maybe in your department the things that we talk about aren't important but to us and to a lot of the departments around us they very much are and we know that it is also valid for other people because we get people telling us hey you know what really appreciate that the yeah. tips that you gave that really helped out so if it's not for you we understand and if we do something wrong tell us we're, we're more than willing to look at it again and, mm -hmm. and maybe readjust yeah. you know yeah. we all need to learn and this whole thing is just about sharing information absolutely exactly yeah. yeah you don't know you don't know you may not know you're doing something wrong unless somebody points out yeah to you. so if somebody doesn't bring it up to you you could be sailing along thinking you're doing the right thing that's so. right and, and even not so much the wrong thing you know it's different. maybe there's better ways yeah. yeah you know different ways uh there's things <clears> that like Carl says that we do that works for us and anytime that we train if we're training our guys in-house if we have some neighboring guys come come and train with us and that's one of the things that I say when you guys come up here mm -hmm. I'm like look guys this is what works for us because of our people our equipment and our area now you know granted your guys's area is very very similar your guys's equipment is really similar but this is what works for what we do and that doesn't make it the right way and it definitely doesn't make it the only way so if you see something different if you guys are doing something different and having you know really good success with it yeah give mm -hmm. us a, a shout out on on that and and show us say something yeah drop us a video i would, we'll I would love to, i would love to see i mean i i can geek out on firefighter stuff for hours at work my people aren't listening uh lunch hours <laughs> lunch hours how yeah. much you get Oh, five to six a week, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't matter if I use them all by Tuesday. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, while, moving on. Well, I still have a job. Moving on. Hey, um, that comes back to what, like, what you guys have talked a lot about too, and and Scott, like, you know, when you train, you know, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's mm -hmm. multiple ways to get these tasks done. So, you're tr you're training to build all these tools in your toolbox, and mm -hmm. you pick out the one that you need for that task. So, and that's exactly the name of the game mm -hmm. yeah if you close yourself off to just one way of thinking then you're screwed you'll never adapt and grow and it's very challenging to just stick with that and i think and we are completely doing the tangent but i do believe mm -hmm. that a lot of us do that you know it's that you this is what i was taught 10 years ago 20 years ago this is what the department's policies say and this is what we should do and we all yeah. need to just <clears throat> take that critical thinking and just go hey you know what is this the right way of doing it mm. like is this the best way of doing it and is there a better way that we can do this and if we did that with everything yeah. then maybe we'd all progress a little bit quicker yep. uh yeah so bag on us what you like <laughs> but yeah i actually love it like <laughs> i feed off of that yeah. like hey you're doing something dumb great yeah now I can do it better. Yeah. It wasn't anything crazy either. It was yeah, it was the radio cord. Yeah. Was like the radio cord when we were explaining, um, mm -hmm. you had the guys there with Kerry mm -hmm. explaining the, the radio cord. And we had the radio in the pocket and the radio cord attached to the thing. And the gentleman had just pointed out that it should be tucked away in a jacket. Yeah, absolutely it should be. Mm -hmm. um, for any interior work, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. And it yep. was more just a showcase that you could put it on the strap as opposed to sitting the radio in your pocket. But... That's yeah. what happens when mm -hmm. you smash out other content, right? Mm -hmm. Quickly. Yeah. So. so when I think about that, I mean, just while we dive deeper into this hole. <laughs> so I'm sure there's people much smarter than I on, you know, radios and what they can take. So what is the, and maybe you guys know, maybe some of our listeners know, what is the, the lowest temperature rated portion of a radio? It's the cord. It is the cord. And yeah. it starts to degrade at around 120 degrees, mm -hmm. depending on the making model. Right. And it degrades the plastic and the sheathing around it, yep. which is why it's supposed to sit on the inside of the, mm -hmm. the jacket core. Our discussion earlier, though, was that the one piece that is the most exposed would be yeah. the piece that is directly next to your face. Because mm -hmm. that cord piece comes right... Even if you have it all the way mm -hmm. through your jacket, there's always that piece. You're right? still going to have a couple of inches coming out. Yeah. Obviously, you want to protect it as much as you can. But, I mean, there's always going to be exposure, so minimize the exposure and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you had a valid point. 
absolutely fun. Oh yeah, he was spot on. Yeah. And he said he was going to yeah. post the video. So he said he was going to po- ask him quite nicely and mm-hmm. said, you know what, you're absolutely correct. And if you yeah. can post the video to show us how you do it, we'd love mm-hmm. that. And he, he said he would. And yeah. we haven't mm-hmm. seen anything yet, but yeah, maybe, no, maybe we'll reach back out and say, hey buddy, if you still got that there, or if you're still thinking about it, yeah. toss up a quick video. Because yeah. I know mm-hmm. why we do it, but mm-hmm. ultimately, yeah. yeah. And generally, I mean, we we do. If if you're going interior, we oh, yeah. do tuck it on the inside. Like yeah. the video was an oversight. It wasn't about this is how we, you know, it was um, about the mask. Don all of our PPE. This is this is how you can clear the mask that got foggy. Like that that was the idea, right? right? Yeah. And then just because Spencer's like, hey, this is a bit of a one off thing that I do, rather than hooking it on the little chest loop or whatever mm-hmm. uh there's many places that people hook it to he's like i actually hook it off the strap of my um scba mask uh which gives it a, a bit more room for movement so you can pull it out and actually speak into it rather than trying to kink your neck and speak low so i mean it was the placement of the microphone that uh we were really hitting on uh but i mean that i think we just learned you know if you're gonna put something out there you gotta think the whole way through oh yeah uh which uh yeah yeah, there's a. I've seen a lot of people wear different radios and different mm-hmm. straps. Like, and that comes into the question with like the manufacturers of Returnal gear. You've got that chest pocket, right? Mm-hmm. But now that's exactly we're throwing that in, and now where's our cord going? Some guys are throwing Sweet. the cord yeah. on the neck. Some is it's just a loop, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, you know that cord, is, that's the weak point. So yep. that's failing. Um, and then that you go into a lot of uh, departments that they've got that. Um, like was that that Boston strap or New York strap or something that's called? Yeah, you wear across and then it wears you wear it under your turnout jacket right. and you just pop the the mic mm-hmm. out. It's fantastic, yeah. but again, that's budget stuff. That's small towns. You know, we don't see that. We don't have that. So you you go with what the manufacturers give us, and this is why th- these discussions are so important. People find better ways. Get it out there. Show mm-hmm. us. We'll try it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Share the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Every day, every way. It's yeah. almost if you, too bad you guys didn't have some of those you could trial. Yeah. Right? If only right. there was yeah. a manufacturer that uh, listens and or we can make them listen. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Let's get some straps. Uh, today's episode uh, is Emergency Preparedness Week. Uh, it starts... It doesn't start on May 4th, but that's just when we're having it. It starts on the 5th, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it starts on May 5th. And then runs for the week, and it's all about being prepared and uh, making sure that your community is prepared. Obviously, is kind of part of what emergency departments should be doing. Because um, I know when we when we have when we recently had large emergencies with fires and evacuations, we had a lot of people that we noticed that there were a lot of people that just were not prepared. They didn't have no. things together. They didn't have go bags. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know what the, the premise behind a go bag. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of education that they just didn't have. Yeah, they and didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. So they're p- taking pictures off the walls and yeah. all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Too much yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, three hours to pack the car, and it's exactly, really yeah. only, like, 20 minutes. You, you've mm-hmm. got to start moving your ass, right? Um, so there, there's that conversation. And we realized that a lot last year um, with, with floods and fires. Um, and evacuations that we were doing. So this year, um, we decided to do something for the community to make sure that we could at least inform, um, you know, the, the, the general radius about go bags and about mm-hmm. emergency preparedness. So on May the 4th, be with you. And also with you. <laughs> we are uh, terrible. <laughs> we are terrible. Um, we are doing a emergency preparedness day in because May fourth is also Wildfire Awareness Day, so we're kind of like kicking off the the week mm. with the wildfire awareness and having emergency people around too. So the event that we're having, we have currently got about nine people. So we've got BC ambulance, um, and then we've got some uh, solar panel businesses Mm -hmm. so that we can talk about backup power and things like that Mm -hmm. Um, we reached out to insurance companies as well to see if they would come on board for different Mm -hmm. types of insurance and stuff Um, we have uh, emergency not emergency social services because they just changed and I was told they just changed Mm. after I did the post Um, but emergency social services in essence um, they're coming we also have a group called alert which are um, for pet rescue 
mm-hmm. um, that do and help deal with and teach people how to better kind of uh, take care of their pets during emergencies. Right. And if they get left behind, these guys will go in and get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're another uh, volunteer really service. Cool. Nice. Yeah, really cool, right? Um, yeah, and a, and a few few other Sar. people. I'm trying to think search and rescue. Yeah, search and rescue. Uh, and the radio, radio club. Amateur radio club. Yeah, which is really cool. Like, if shit really went sideways, <clears throat> we'd all be looking at our cell phones like a collective we. Um, we'd be looking at our cell phones and be like, oh, I got no cell service now. Data's down. What am I going to do, right? I mean, these guys link up. Like, radio comms is next level and it blows my mind at what these guys are able to do. Uh, and they're, they're linking up for Peter's. Like, it's well beyond my knowledge mm-hmm. of, uh, of all that stuff. But the little bit that I, I have studied and learned, it's, uh, it's really impressive and it can be 100% off-grid if things go real sideways. I mean... There's this group of uh, of guys and gals around here that are really going to bring it all back together. Um, so having those guys here, and there's a lot of them now that have little substations at their houses. I didn't realize like how portable many portable repeaters. Yeah, yeah, portable repeaters and stuff. I mean, there's yeah. there's some repeaters up over that way as I point to my left, and there's like a bunch up on the hill there, uh, and they can all talk to whew, as far as you want to link, really. Yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was. So the, the idea behind it was um, get as many kind of different things involved, and not only is it an emergency preparedness event, it's also a great um, a great opportunity for local businesses to show off their stuff that mm-hmm. they do, and get involved again with the community and and kind of you know start making mm-hmm. some making some uh, making some business happen for them, making some relationships. So they're always very interested in getting involved. It was very easy mm-hmm. just to make that call. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? And they were in, like, yeah. just off the floor. I like that insurance um, company idea. That's good because there's a lot of people, you know, especially if they're just outside of a fire service jurisdiction or they're just in forestry's area. You know, I, I recently had friends buying a place out in an area like that. They had no idea what to do for the fire insurance. Mm-hmm. So just little questions like that, like, yeah, things well, you can what do. What do what I do? do? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what am I offered? What are my options? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, important stuff. Without definitely. paying out of your ass for stuff, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, and we've even got uh, we got a guest of ours, a, a member of our department, um, Mister uh, Mister Monkoff. He's going to be coming, and mm-hmm. he builds amazing bits of kit, like just phenomenal stuff. He built our um, our, uh, our pump for our forestry truck. First out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, first yeah out. exactly. So the product he builds is called First Out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, uh, low pressure, high volume, high pressure, low volume, one of the two. He sent me a data sheet and I was reading it, I was like, man, this guy is just like. Yeah, high pressure, low volume. High pressure, yeah. low volume. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, he builds these things, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he builds these things and uh, like, you know, they're great for rural communities and stuff. So he's going to be demoing the one that we've mm-hmm. got on our forestry truck mm-hmm. and showcasing that and how people yeah. can just pick one of those up for, if they live in rural areas, it's a phenomenal thing to have. That's great. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, for that skid unit, any pickup truck. Or yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Just pick her up and off you go. Like for protecting yeah, they're very, property. very portable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Real very. quick and easy. Yeah. So uh, if any of you are interested in that, then uh, we can get a post up about, about that and mm-hmm. uh, you can see what kind of thing he's building and, he will build you one. He absolutely oh, yeah. will. You can reach mm-hmm. out to him and have a conversation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he'll get he'll get one set up for you. Um, yeah. So emergency preparedness mm-hmm. week. So what else are we doing for emergency? We reached out to the theater. We did. I think that's yeah. something really good to talk about too. So the outreach to your community to get people involved and to make it enjoyable for the full family. So on any given Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is. Hey, I wouldn't mind going to learn about emergency preparedness. That sounds great. My five-year-old and 12-year-old <laughs> child, you want to come with me? And they're like, no, like I really don't. Do they have right? video games? Yeah. yeah. Can I, right? Like, can I drive the fire truck? No. Okay, I'm out, right? So how do you entice these people? So we reached out to our local movie theater and uh worked worked out a pretty pretty cool deal there uh there they got on board with us and with the both of us together we're going to be showing uh the disney planes fire rescue movie uh free of charge Pixar or disney 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 yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Is Best it? movie ever. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It's, 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 anybody pumped about Forest Fires. <laughs> really, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so we're going to be watching that free of charge. Anybody that comes to check out what we have going on here gets uh, a free ticket to attend. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's really cool. We'll probably have some pamphlets and whatnot, hopefully, to give out at the show. But uh, it's crazy when you reach out to your town and you explain what you're doing, what your goal is, how many people are like, yeah, let me get behind that. And I think we've said this in a previous podcast is, uh, you know, hey, you don't get it unless you ask. And half the time it's not even ask. It's just, this is what we're doing. And people are, how can I help? What can I do? Um, you don't have to ask. You just have to explain what the goal is, and boom, here comes a flood of all of this stuff coming at you. So It's so true. Yeah. That's how pretty much every one of the phone conversations went as mm-hmm. well. It was like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is our goal. This is what we're trying to achieve. Are you guys in? Uh, here's how I see you fitting in. And they're like, absolutely. Yeah, that works yeah. for us. When you need us? Mm-hmm. You know? Even when I, I reached out to one of the local um, uh, nurseries, like a... Uh, local nursery around here for plants and i was like hey would you guys come out not, and just... not a baby nursery not a baby nursery <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> no, it was it was about um asking them like you know talk about plants that don't catch on fire as easy and the ones that do right mm-hmm. and things you can do in your yard don't to plant sagebrush around your house yes. right mm-hmm. yeah and junipers yeah plant yeah. cedars and oh, water the yeah. shit out of them because yeah. if you don't it's yeah. a christmas tree all season fact fact <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just uh, we're interested to see if you guys are actually doing anything um, and, and kind of having people over. I know, Todd, we, we talked and uh, you managed to get uh, some of your guys from BC Ambulance. Yeah, they're going to be uh, coming out Saturday. Um, so they'll be present as well to show everybody kind of uh, what's going on in the ambulance, uh, in the back of the ambulance, what it looks like, and uh, kind of answer some questions what they do. And then uh, they'll be able to tie in some questions about emergency preparedness as well from a medical um, Mm -hmm. standpoint. Um, So a lot of people live at home, chronic illnesses, lots of medications, you know, there's certain things you got to really plan for. Mm -hmm. And you may not be uh, as agile to get out in in a hurry. So uh, yeah, definitely pass on a lot of information with that. Yeah. And again, it comes back to that, you know, we're, we're all we're all one big family and everybody needs to be involved in this. Every emergency social, like service around you, every emergency service around you, reach out to them, have mm-hmm. them have the conversation, have them come. Because at the end of the day, we couldn't do it without them and they couldn't do it without us. We've all mm-hmm. got a job and we've all got different pieces and it's about spreading that knowledge and making sure everyone mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Um, so yeah just think about maybe stuff that you can do for your community maybe if you're not if you're doing it this year we'd love mm. to see what you're up to uh if you're doing it next year and then you know we'll we'll give you another shout out on how ours went next week yeah <laughs> at the end right mm-hmm. and uh we'll let we'll let you know how it went um so that's kind of the, the people and stuff that's coming to ours but um for emergency preparedness i guess we were we were talking about uh quebec recently yeah. right there's a lot crazy of flooding going, going out there again. Yeah. yeah, it's really bad again. Yeah, and I guess that kind of ties into, well, our floods were nothing like their floods, but mm-hmm. um, you know, every community is going to have its own m- types of emergencies. So, uh, you know, you you learn what what type of emergency preparedness you're going to need for your area, right? You know, ours is definitely uh, certain areas of our community will be a little bit of flooding, maybe some mudslides. Um, and then other areas, not so much, you might be sitting pretty and other areas, you know, you're looking at that wildfire threat. Yeah. Um, yeah, Quebec, it's, it's horrible now, mm-hmm. the amount of flooding there, you know, and I don't even know how you prepare for the, for part of that. If you're yeah. just sitting yeah. in the normal rural Quebec area and all of a sudden you've got six feet of water coming at you. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard one to swallow. Whereas, you know, our little communities, you think of emergency preparedness. There's a lot of things we could do, you know, to start planning. Mm-hmm. That happened pretty fast out there. And almost annual, like I think it was last year, two years ago, they had almost some to this scale frequent. as well. Yeah. I had an employee at my work. His uh, father lives back east, and uh, yeah, he had. He says he walked in the front door and waded through a couple inches of water to go upstairs, but there was a full floor downstairs that was all completely submerged 
mm-hmm. and uh, it took them like half a year of editing to get it even like marginally habitable. Once everything blew through, it was it was pretty crazy, and it wasn't the first time, and it definitely I guarantee it's happening again. Mm-hmm. So when it starts to be almost annual, yeah, what do you do? How do you stop a wall of water? I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't come up like that, but I mean, you can't divert that kind of. I know. I guess this, you know, this. It's interesting. I never really thought about this till now, but um, you know, there's many layers to this conversation. There's the emergency preparedness as individuals in your homes as, and family mm-hmm. as planning, but then there's also the you know your your pre-planning in your mm-hmm. departments. You know, something like that. You look at Quebec. It's like, okay, well, now how are we going to respond to this? You know, you need to know how deep the water is going to be. Is yep. there going to be washouts? Are we looking at uh, helicopter responses? Mm. You know, what do we have in our areas for resources? That's right. So it's pretty important for each community to know what we can rely on for resources, how we can start working with all these other uh, interagencies and uh, spreading out the love, if you will, to, to, to make may, maybe be in strictly boats or, or choppers for doing a rescue response. Yeah. So... Um, I remember a number of years ago now, this is going back probably 18 years, um, there were some big mudslides um, a few communities over, and uh, one of my co-workers actually, um, years ago, uh, he got trapped in, in the ambulance. They were doing a patient transport, hmm. and I think there was like six mudslides across the highway, and they couldn't get through, and there's a bunch of homes that were involved. Um, so it was interesting, they actually... Um, because they're trapped in it, they decided, well, we need to be proactive here. They did their usual, like, make sure their patients were safe and and uh, relayed the information through our dispatch. But they actually went around door to door to the houses that were involved, knocking on the door, asking, okay, you know, one um, sort of preparedness levels do you guys have in place? Do you have enough medications to get through the, the night or the day or the mm-hmm. next week? You know, what's your drinking water like? And he actually started making a list. So when other services started arriving in the helicopters, he was able to say, no, these are the people that we need to get out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the people that can wait till tomorrow. Uh, and, and they did a fantastic job. It was really cool. Well, and they actually they had a few helos mm-hmm. come in and they actually medevaced a few people out. Not critically, but these people were, were elderly and, and mm-hmm. you couldn't get out um, by ATV or anywhere else because there were so many slides affecting that one short, short right. strip of the mm-hmm. highway. They just used the helicopter the whole time. Pretty cool. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Just taking mm-hmm. it upon themselves to go and do that while they, they were totally there. They did, yeah. 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 That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Really good way of thinking about it. Yeah, because if you can imagine, like, <clears throat> you know, just, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd do it if I'm driving down the street. I've got my jacket with me. I've got my boots with me. I've stopped at MVI's before That's right. other services have got there in different areas and different towns. You know, did what I could to deal with the situation. Checked in, you know, did the sweep kind of wandered over with my fire extinguisher made sure everyone was okay and then handed off when other people arrived Mm and you know it's important that Mm -hmm. i mean uh, at least it is to a lot of us i think it you're always on duty and i think that's part of that kind of volunteerism as well with it you're always on duty Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether you're taking the kids to you know the movies it's like uh, i I gotta stop i can't just keep driving past this this is something that needs it especially if there's no one there yet and and like you said, Ash, like it's it's the sense of community and knowing what resources you have as well. Sure. Like, you know, I was recently in an emergency preparedness meeting, um, and our town was talking about you know, well, last year in the flooding, we had a few individuals we actually had to uh, evacuate and call in the ambulance to transport because they weren't physically well enough to self extricate from their, their homes. And they said, well, how, how do we how do we know who who's going to be like that? And I simply raised my hands like, well, quite easy, you know, like you talk to us, talk to local paramedics, you know, we can sit down in a 15 minute meeting and figure out, you know, what area of the town you're looking at, how many times we've gone to their house for, you know, this type of patient or that type of patient. Uh, and then the other one are the community nurses. You mm-hmm. know, go chat with them say, well, this this is the area of the town we're looking at for flooding. Uh, is there any of your clients there that may need extra help to get out? That's right. You know, and then that ties into the ambulance world of things. You know, you need to be making sure that you've got more than enough medications to last you, uh, whether you're sheltering in place or you're getting um, evac'd out, uh, maybe a community center or something. Um, 
And then also if there's certain things you need, like a lot of people, if they're bedridden, if they've got like catheter cares or, or wound care or management mm-hmm. or whatever other resources, um, or even if you lose power, like there's some people on ventilators that, you know, they'll run for a certain amount of time on batteries, but now we need to charge this battery. So now this huh. becomes quite urgent. Mm-hmm. So this is the type of thinking people need to communicate to and then let the emergency s- services know as well. So. Right. If something happens like that, we know, hey, okay, we need to send the fire department and the ambulance over to these guys because they're going to need uh, either, maybe we just, it's as simple as they're safe where they are and we can just give them a generator for the time being mm-hmm. or no, we need to get them out. Now, where do we go? Do we go to a community center? Do we go to a hotel? Do we need to get a bed in the hospital? Because we that happened in our town as well was the one lady we had to take out. Everyone's like, well, where did she go? She can't mm-hmm. go to the ho- into the hotel because she needs more supportive care. On well, the hospital's like, well, holy crap, we have no beds. So this is all part of that planning, right? Then, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, like it, it's I always say it's easy when it's mass casualties. Mm-hmm. You know, things always you seem to think that when it's you know larger scale, it's easy because oh man, like that guy's effed. He's got to go over here. This person's like yeah. in a bad way, but you know, I go over here. But if it's that, like, what do you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. And, you know, having that conversation ahead of time is key to, totally. you know, like, how do you break break these things down? And, like, what do we do with these people? So come that time, we're not stumbling looking for these answers later. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things that every town that is involved in all of this needs to have constantly mm-hmm. every year. And because mm-hmm. every year it, it changes, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the overall parameter of what it is, is the same. But the location may change because, hey, you know what? They had flooding in this area. We resolved this issue. But now that's moved downstream. Like it always mm-hmm. goes some. It's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Especially with war, um, and with fire, you're always you're always in the mix. So especially where we are, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. We're the mm-hmm. entire place around us is mm-hmm. all interface area, right? We're all within yeah. two kilometers of of grasslands, like exactly. And e- even just uh, the the air quality, right? You look at, yeah. m- maybe it's not our emergency yet, but the neighboring communities or valleys, there's these massive fires. We get all the crappy smoke and you're coughing up mm-hmm. along. There's particulates everywhere in your car when you start your car in the morning. And uh, now all of a sudden, boom, now we have one. You know, like, so the, the people that are sensitive to that, uh, COPDers, emphysema, asthmatics, you know, mm-hmm. they need to be prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long can I stay in my house for? You know, yes, you need to be circulating your um, filters and your mm-hmm. HVAC systems, right? Okay, if I am going to be evacuated, what do I need? Do I have home oxygen? Do I not have home oxygen? What do I need a mask? Where right. you go? Yeah, yeah. Everyone should start packing RZs, mm-hmm. right? There you go. Yeah, well, I, look it, anyway, it It's really yeah. funny because mm-hmm. a, a long time ago, when uh, before I first joined the department, we had the big fires. And I was like, man, I could make a sweet buck right now. If I just ordered a bunch of <laughs> high quality masks and I was looking at RZY, I was mm-hmm. like, if I ordered a bunch of masks, I could just resell them around here. People would buy them up. No problem. Yeah. They'd be yeah. gone. <laughs> but the businessman. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Every time. I was thinking <laughs> of the RZ masks on the quad the other day eating dust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> from a group of people that were quadding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So... I mean, if you if you haven't had these conversations and you're not having these conversations yet, be the one that is bringing this thing up to your department. Again, we were saying, you know, like these questions don't necessarily they're not top of mind. And if you're dealing with the same issues every year, they need to be fixed because that mm-hmm. issue is costing everyone money, right? Like mm-hmm. it's costing the time money, it's costing the people that pay the taxes money, and it's costing you time and energy. Which you know we all love the job, but there's there's parts of it that. Yeah you can probably just nullify if you just fixed a few things mm-hmm. look at it with those open eyes and, mm-hmm. and from a different perspective and i think what i've seen too like i think that's why it's so good what you guys are doing here um for the fifth there like you know getting that community involvement like having all the services down here to bring everybody in and then you have a fun movie afterwards like just get people talking and thinking about it because i've seen time and time again in emergencies where all of your your town councils and all the other people working in these emergencies in in the instant command centers they're working their butts off they're doing as best they can they think they've got everything planned to a t but members of the community have no idea what to do 
they mm-hmm. don't know where to go. Communication goes for shit, right? And you know, and then everybody's scrambling. It's always a bit of a cluster. I mean, we had that in the floods when they came up for both our communities with the evac alerts. Right. Like I, we were running all over the place, and I know you, you guys were as well. Yeah. Like, well, we even worked together in that one area, right? Yeah. And um, it's the community that suffers because they're not getting that communication or information. How many times people came up to us, well, what do I do? You know, well, this is what you need to do. You need to come out to these events and learn what to do. Yeah. So I think by tying in that movie like you guys did, that's genius to get more people out. I think it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good call. Yeah. It was a good call. Because initially we had that, like, how are we going to get people mm-hmm. down? Right? And it's the same question we always ask. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the same thing that we asked before last year when we did our uh, fire prevention week. Yeah. You know, it was the first year we did it. We got people. Mm-hmm. This year we're going to get way more because we did it and we realized, oh, there's mm-hmm. we missed this. There's this thing we missed. But we didn't. We wouldn't have known that if we didn't just do it. And I think mm-hmm. that's you know a big part of it too. There's opportunity for you to do these things. You just mm-hmm. got to get out there and do them. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. like, and sometimes I know that can be challenging with with members and things. And you because we're already asking a lot from people to do stuff. Um, we're very lucky that everyone loves doing what we do. Yeah, you know? we are really lucky here. I mean, we have a core group of people that get involved and generally help with the planning and the prep work. But when it comes to go time, like the day of, we've got, I mean, you can count on many people. If they're here, they're coming to help. Mm-hmm. So we're really lucky in that regard here. Um, but, you know, saying what you just said, Carl, about how last year we had our uh, fire prevention week, we had our, our demo down at the training grounds. Uh, we had a live fire. We had... Um, auto acts i mean we tied everything in but it was a bit of an open house as well um and we did have a decent turnout but we're gonna have it way better this year because we've learned so many things from last year and that's what you need to do so something like this i mean i gotta give carl props he's putting a lot of effort into this um this week's thing coming up um but don't be afraid to fail and not even fail because if you do it it's not a failure it doesn't matter what the result is. Getting out there and starting is never going to be a failure. But it's a learning point. So you can take what happened this year, what, what happened, what you're going to you take take that away from it and say, hey, like these things went well. You know, maybe we have to advertise different. Maybe we have to venue different. Maybe we have to invite different people or work a different way. But you never learn that sitting on the couch talking about, hey, I wonder how we can do this. Just exactly. do it. Make it happen. Maybe the success isn't where you need to be, but you're always learning from it. So never hesitate. Just throw something together. Even if you get 15 people walk through your door, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, if we got five guys come on through, I know I'm going to be eating popcorn and watching planes, man. <laughs> it's not a bad deal, right? So don't hesitate to do these things. Get yourself out there. And um, I mean, for us, I mean, coming back to what, what we're doing, how great is it going to be to have us i mean i'm sure we're going to get rcmp in attendance because there is right across the way so them. you have reached out so yeah, that's great um we're going to have ambulance there which we just had them up for a training night with us here mm-hmm. uh it worked out well i mean there was uh, a, a couple of them had never uh been by here they if they they made a joke like oh i hope she can get here because she's so new to town and so new to the service it was like oh maybe she'll find her way here and she came <laughs> and she was great she actually ended up running their side of the training yeah uh was amazing um, yeah so she you know was she was kind of quiet to start and then boom she got her stride and yeah. just ran and it was awesome uh but they said to us they're like hey it's really nice to put a face to all you guys because when when we're out there and we're doing our thing we've got scba on we've got mm-hmm. our visor down we've got all, our full ppe going all they can see is a butt flapping a name yeah. Right, but now they're looking. This is a zero stress. Getting that little bit of a, you know, working companionship is key, right? You we're gonna you. do this with so BC Islands. We're gonna do it with SAR because we're gonna be seeing these guys. I mean, we're in a smaller community, so we know a lot of these people. Uh, a lot of us are are intertwined with those guys in one way or another. But we've got a lot of new membership. They've got a lot of new membership. I mean, we're going to be working side by side with them in a zero stress environment. That's the way to build that sort of a relationship. So if no community comes in, that's obviously not going to be the, what we're looking for. But even for us and then for you guys out there, if you do something similar, that's 
something to take away from it all, and you're already winning then. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys, you're doing a lot of like fire smart stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. we're doing that at the same time. Yeah, I got a booth nice. where we're going to be running for all the fire smart bits and pieces at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Right yeah, so you got the fire smart. <clears throat> um, just again, because our community is one of those that is within the interface area mm-hmm. where our whole valley is really. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just talking about, you know, ember transmissions and, and what can happen there with the ignitions of those things and, you know, that every home is potentially in danger so just trying to make sure that people understand that so that they, mm-hmm. they tidy up their stuff you know yeah keep their stuff tight and make sure everything's good and we're happy days because that's the you know we talked about it before as soon as you start getting more than one fire mm-hmm. small departments you know we'll handle what we can mutual mm-hmm. aid well if it's a wildfire it's probably especially with the communities that are near us it's probably affecting all of us yeah. so you know now we're kind of we're running short already so it becomes a challenge so yep. getting the community involved and letting them know hey these mm-hmm. are the things that you can do to make sure that your stuff is safe and your yeah. people are safe and you yeah. you know you know where to go you know what to do and uh, it's important it's really important to really have that is. conversation mm-hmm. yeah. and make sure you find out when if the PM uh, is swinging by so like you don't lose your uh, sandbagging. Yeah, what you got there? What's <laughs> that one? <laughs> well, I got a fun story. If everybody saw the news about um, um, Trudeau the, doing the Photoshop with the uh, sandbags, and a guy confronted me, he was pretty pissed off how uh, it was delaying them to go pick up their sandbags by, by like an hour, hour and a half. <clears throat> and I can totally relate. Um, back in 2003, uh, on the forest fires, I was working forestry, and we were pounding this one area out on this uh, cat guard that we were making and we had good heli support coming in we're calling our choppers for bucket support and um they called back and said no we lost our air support like why well airspace is closed because the prime minister is flying into the airport and our choppers had to fly out to kamloops which is a good distance away and had to refuel out there so we lost our air support for about two and a half three hours and the fire ended up actually jumping the guard because we lost our water support and, and it t- t- uh, took a good run. So we were pretty pissed off with that. So I can relate to that guy as far as uh, <laughs> uh, the politics and the bullshit of uh, mm-hmm. somebody coming along for a photo op. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> sucky, but, uh, especially in those situations too, right? Like, especially during that time too, big ones. Um. So, I mean, I guess for us, really, um, that one of the, we just wanted to point out a website. Now, obviously, a lot of the people that we talk to are in, uh, in the USA and in Canada. Um, there's a website that we have been looking at called getprepared.gc.ca. And uh, I've looked at a, a quite a few recently because, again, I was looking for pointers and tips on things that maybe we could do. And um, you were saying as well, that one's really well laid out. It's really well structured. Mm -hmm. It has those kind of, you know, your befores, your middle and afters, what to do during, you know, and and getting things together. Really, really good look, really good read. So if you're looking for some ideas, if you're looking for some direction, um, great informational resources that you can use and uh, and take and give to Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And for Canada, anyways, it was, it breaks it down per prop per uh, province so you can select the province then it gives you all the the local um, information as well which is kind of right. cool but what I liked about it was exactly what you said Carl was it, it breaks down the specifics like you can select uh, what um, uh, emergencies are in your area whether it's a wildfire or flooding or a hazmat you know you could select it then it gives you the tips on how to prepare so that was kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I'm sure our friends down south probably have some pretty cool websites as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, if you've got something that is uh is super helpful there too send us a link to it you know Mm -hmm. it's always again sharing information yeah we'll blast it out to our our people yeah we'll put this this one out next next week when this comes or i guess this week when this no this is coming out this is coming out now this (laughs) is this is as close to live as we get this is this is live yeah yeah Yeah, this is the night of (laughs) but um yeah, so if you do have stuff, if you've got some good tips, if you're doing a, uh, a prevention day or a preparedness day, give us a shout, send us some pictures, send us some video. 
Um, give us a shout out let us know what's going on and you know Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing maybe we can utilise what you've been doing for our stuff next year and we can all work together to grow what we're trying to do and and make everything a little bit safer Mm -hmm. are you guys going to do some video or pictures of the preparedness day when you have it I think so oh yeah yeah Yeah, we'll we'll be out there with with some video footy and uh, some pictures and such and We'll uh, yeah, just kind of show the setup and what what we have going on. Uh, we'll we'll definitely do a, a quick shout out video of us while uh, we're there, so that'll be good. Sweet. Yeah, sort of spam all of that for you guys and. Yeah, no, you should definitely mm. be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think timeless John's running out of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Like, okay, I think I think that's it, boys. You got anything else? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, speaking of getting the information back back at us keep tagging us yeah. uh, I'm seeing a ton of stuff on on Instagram alone um, get the hashtag DTFF uh, tag us in, in you know whatever you guys are doing uh, I'm seeing all sorts of random stuff and then I go back and anytime the guys I see us tagged I go and check out whoever tagged us as well so uh, I'll go and see what you're up to uh, check out some of your photos toss a couple likes to your guys' way as well but it's so cool to see what people are doing for training for uh, you know preparations um, whatever it might might be yeah use the hashtag hashtag DTFF um, use just our tag at what, what, I, what, what are we at <laughs> uh, DTFF podcast is it I believe you can check. I don't, we, tag, um, I don't tag myself. So. <laughs> we had uh, we've had a few people actually, especially yeah. after last week's episode. We had a uh, guy because we spoke about talking to your local auto wreckers and asking yeah. them for cars for for yeah. uh, for cutting apart. Mm-hmm. Guy reached out to us, was like, "Hey, we we do this. Like this yeah. is exactly." And he showed you took me some pictures yeah, and yeah. stuff of the things. Great, it's fantastic, man. And nice. he also said that they were in talks with some people about getting some land to be able to put a burn building down. So, you know, it's it's there's words that are making differences and it's sparking you know sparking some mindsets mm-hmm. to, to change and and uh, and get on some action which is great right. like it just it's all we could ever ask for with this stuff you know mm-hmm. it's important you want to confirm it dtff podcast uh, dtff podcast yeah. Yeah. tag us mm-hmm. tag us we'll come take a look yeah okay that's it for tonight boys who's a outstanding felt quick and easy yeah right? Yeah, it felt felt so so lonely in here. There's so many. It was pretty quiet, eh? Echo. Yeah, echo. Echo. I know. I'm in Mr. Spence's uh, seat here. Yeah. Yeah, he's in bed. I got big boots to fill. (laughs) Right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Ash. Yeah, thanks, guys. Todd. Thank you very much. Fun as always. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Good night, everyone.